Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your listeners. Now, Nadir, uh, just, uh, you know, looking at uh, what's happening with commodities and also the RAND, um, at some point yesterday, uh, trading at uh, 20 uh, to the pound sterling. Uh, you know, uh, what's your forecast here? What's going on? Yeah, Sakina, I mean, if we look at some of the data which came out yesterday, it really, it really talks leaps and bounds towards, uh, you know, the probability of the U.S. Federal Reserve increasing interest rates uh, at the September policy meeting. And uh, the reason I say that is because we saw some uh, manufacturing data coming out of uh, the U.S. and it, uh, obviously it surged to a 10-year high. So, um, you know, this manufacturing data, uh, it's ISM non-manufacturing data rather, um, and, and we saw basically all all sub-indices, whether it was the employment sub-index, new order sub-index, or the business activity sub-index, they all uh, uh, surged um, to record 10-year highs, and the reading came in at 60.3 index points, Sakina. Now, we obviously know that uh, everything above a 50 point, the 50-point level um, indicates expansion, and anything below 50 points indicates contraction. So we're well and truly in expansion territory in the non-manufacturing sector in the U.S., and, uh, you know, the private sector is adding jobs. We even saw the prices sub-index uh, increase uh, marginally to 53.7 index points. And, uh, you know, that was one of the Federal Reserve's major concerns is that are we seeing inflation in the U.S. economy, so can we support higher interest rates? And, uh, you know, this data certainly seems to indicate that it is. And the reason I mention all of this is because the RAND and most other emerging market currencies are really trading in line with what the Federal Reserve is going to be doing over the next couple of months. If we see interest rate increases in the developed world, we're going to see the RAND and other emerging market currencies continue to come under pressure. And this is obviously um, in the eye of a perfect storm of uh, low commodity prices as well, um, you know, for, uh, resulting in, 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 in um, our trade deficit not narrowing anytime soon because the value of our exports are going down because we export as many, uh, so many commodities. And we see most commodity uh, exporting countries coming under similar pressure. I mean, we've seen the Australian rand come under significant pressure, um, you know, and the Brazilian real, the Russian ruble, so it's not the South African rand only. It's broadly speaking, all um, uh, emerging market currencies um, you know, which are susceptible to first of all, a Federal Reserve uh, uh, interest rate increase, and second of all, the slump in commodity prices. I mean, we're even seeing Saudi Arabia coming under some pressure with a decline in commodity prices. Obviously, we know oil forms are big part of their, um, yeah, their, their economy, and we're seeing Saudi Arabia for the first time since 2007 looking to tap global bond markets to the tune of some $27 billion, um, you know, in order not to draw down further on their reserves, because government revenues are obviously coming under significant strain since oil prices are off more than 50% over one year. So really speaking, it's, it's, it's a commodity story as well as a, a, a Federal Reserve interest rate story um, that's driving emerging market currency, Sakina. Nadir, MTN interim results, what did they tell us? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think before we get into the results, we've got to appreciate the scale of this company. You know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a company that has 231 million subscribers globally. That's a massive number. Um, operating in some 22 countries. So it's a massive operation, you know, and obviously the kind of markets that they're operating in is uh, mainly frontier and emerging markets because that's where mobile penetration is at its lowest and the opportunity for growth at its most significant. Now, given what 
what we've just mentioned of these, of these countries' uh, currencies coming under significant strain, this obviously proved to be a massive drag on, on MTN's earnings. You know? So even though we saw a 3.4% increase in the number of uh, uh, subscribers uh, uh, to, with MTN, we still saw revenue down by 4.9%. Now, this was obviously on the back of uh, those currencies uh, taking a significant beating. I mean, if you look at some of the countries they're operating, particularly the oil-heavy nations like Iran um, and as well as Nigeria, obviously those currencies coming under significant strain. Um, but also, you know, it's a story of uh, the evolving world we live in, Sakin. I mean, their the data revenue was up 21.3%, um, and their voice revenue plummeted, and that, and, and, and that was really the reason for the decline in revenue, uh, talking to the tough operating environment. Now, the problem with, um, you know, expanding their data revenues is, yes, that's great, but it's obviously required a lot of uh, investment from, from MTN. I mean, we saw a massive 18% increase in, in, in CapEx from, from uh, MTN to in excess of 11 billion rand for the half year to 30th of June. Um, that's obviously a massive number. And, you know, we've, that, that's obviously constrained the extent to which they can grow their dividends, and it's obviously proved to be a drag on earnings and a drag on their margins as well. So they're operating profit margins also declined by about 2.5% to 2.6%. So all in all, a set of results which is talking to a very difficult operating environment, you know, where it's becoming more competitive uh, globally in the telecom space. Um, you know, people are obviously of uh, uh, voice usage and, and, and voice billing is, on, is in terminal decline, and these operators are really, um, you know, competing in the data space where all the growth is. But unfortunately, because there's so much competition, we see price wars um, resulting in, in both a revenue declines and we're seeing um, the need for uh, a high-quality service resulting in high investment, um, which is obviously proven to be a drag on earnings and, and, and operating margins. And uh, Standard Bank PMI, that's due to come out today, Nadir? Well, it actually came out yesterday. So, ah. the, so, so the number came in at uh, 48.9 index points. You know, it's just yet again another number proving that the South African economy is really in the doldrum, Sakina. And uh, it came in at a one-year low. Um, obviously, again, anything below 50 indicates contraction in the overall economy. Um, you know, we saw pretty much declines across all the major sub-indices. Most concerning, um, you know, we saw declines in the in the new order sub-index and. You know, it's, 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 the South African economy is really suffering from a crisis of confidence. So what we have is that companies are actually sitting on a significant pile of cash, but they don't see significant growth opportunities in South Africa, and that's why they're not reinvesting that cash in South Africa. And the SACI business confidence numbers, which came out yesterday, just reaffirmed that really, you know, where we saw a marginal uh, improvement in business confidence uh, from June, but, but, but June was really a three-year low, so it's not saying much. And... Uh, you know, we've, companies are not seeing significant enough opportunity in South Africa to reinvest in the economy, and that's why they're going offshore to the extent that they are. So, um, you know, all in all, just another picture of the South African economy being in trouble. And, you know, obviously when released in conjunction with that stellar U.S. Uh, PMI, uh, non-manufacturing PMI number of 60.3 index points, it, you know, it just puts further pressure on our currency, uh, you know, given that our, our growth is so sluggish relative to the rest of the world. Nadir Token, thank you so much. Speak to you again uh, tomorrow, same time. Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers.